you know, like, hey, it'd be a good idea if I mixed all of the sodas together. Yeah, suicide. <laughs> used to do that at This is what this game is. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm your sticky controller button. Gross. Gross. Dude, it's, it's, it's not sticky, so sticky that you have to throw the controller away. It's just, you know, every 15th press, it fucks up, and you just can't pull yourself to clean it out. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. You ever taken one of those apart, a controller? A controller, no. To clean it or whatever, or anything? I no. have. Yeah. yeah. Did it work out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but then again, it's really gross, especially when you're like... 14 and everybody like that you know is playing on your yeah your shit and then you open it up and there's just fucking gunk of every kind of cheeto imaginable and all this <laughs> other shit you're like dude this is the second player controller like what the fuck if like, you think about it there? dude they are one of the most used apparatuses and just keep on ticking i mean cell phones are probably number one as far as like time of use and just they just work for years. It's incredible. But uh, controllers are right behind them, dude. You could just fucking pound on those things forever. They're built really well. Hmm. So a little controller talk at the top of the show. How's everybody doing? Um, a little information about DLGCon. Uh, we sold out the house. Um, Cricket, thank you so much for uh, helping me out with that because, you know, I have no time these days. And so, uh, yeah, he did everything, put out the put out the call, put out the bat signal, and um, everybody paid up right up, right up, right away. So we're sold out at the house, but we uh, encourage you to go to Vegas the weekend of November 5th through 8th, get a room wherever. I, I hear there's one or two hotels in Vegas, um, and you could just drive over. We're like 15 minutes from the Strip, so you can, you know. Have a vacation and then stop by and meet us and stuff. Whatever you want to do. Uh, just don't be a creep because I'll kick you out. And uh, yeah, you guys want to talk about some video games? Let's do it. So let's talk about games that have come to our attention recently. First one I want to start off with is a little bit of a correction from a few weeks ago. So when Nick and I played Dead Space 3, we talked about how in that game you construct your own guns out of all these different parts, and there's a lot of variety in the making of guns, and we couldn't remember what that game was where you did that. That really was pretty much the entire game, was constructing these wild and crazy guns. And that game is called Mothership, and it's going to be free on the Epic Game Store. Mother Gunship. Mother Gunship, yes. Mother Gunship, all one word. It's going to be free on the Epic Game Store pretty soon here. And I saw it on there and immediately recognized it. Now, I didn't play much of this game, uh, but Emilio, I think you played more of it. And it seemed you weren't crazy about it, if I remember. Yeah, it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. Um there's definitely a lot there. It's like an erector set or whatever. There's like a center piece. Now that I'm seeing it, I'm, I'm remembering. So the trigger part kind of, it's like a Lego and it has like five places that you can add things to it. Mm -hmm. You can go off the sides, you can go up or you could go straight. And then once you, once you go off to the side with some sort of, uh, of the pieces that you're unlocking, you have to turn it. So, so that it's you, you needed like a corner uh thing so that mm -hmm. it's shooting towards the bad guys you know and so yeah you make these ridiculous the guns and uh that's what the whole game's about you know yeah that's the big selling point yeah that's the big selling point yeah okay. and just like that one screen you saw there you can get to the point where you can't even see 
past yeah, your gun. Yeah, it's taken up the entire yeah. field of vision. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I just wanted to throw that out there. What do you guys got? I want to say co-op. I want to say me and Chi played it together. I'm not 100% on that, though. Um, I think you and I might have tried to. I don't know if there's co-op. I can't quite remember. Two-player co-op, I want to say. But hmm. yeah, uh, nothing wrong with it, especially for free. Is it free? Well, it will be soon yeah. on the Epic Game Store. Yeah, definitely worth the checkout then. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys got on the radar today? Um, so I've got uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Uh, this is their take on uh, Smash Brothers. Uh, I don't recognize a lot of these characters. Obviously, SpongeBob and his crazy crew of folks that he hangs out with. But everybody else, I'm like completely lost. I don't know. That's Nickelodeon after. Mm-hmm. When I was I watching Nickelodeon, it was a lot of live action stuff. It was like, well, they had Nick at night where they showed the old stuff. But yeah. then other than that, there was, I don't, there was Rugrats. Uh, some of the characters I recognized from this was um, Thornberry. I think it, the show was called the wild Thornberries. Wild also, ah, real yeah. monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a Hey Arnold character in there. That was after my time. But yeah, they got to get Avatar, The Last Airbender in there. They got to get, um, maybe they're having, I don't know, issues getting them in. Or that's the big s- surprise character. Uh, because, that, you know, that's what happens with these car- these games mm-hmm. is you know, the slow release of all these. And, and, and it keeps interest coming in. Yeah. Um, from what I saw, uh, animation is looking a little rough. Um, I don't know if that's this because... is like every fucking Nickelodeon game this happens. Yeah, it's like the animations just like look rushed or just bad, which is so funny because these are all animated. Oh, Invaders in, I remember that. Yeah, okay. There's Helga from Hey Arnold. So this game is pretty much Smash Brothers, but with all the Nickelodeon characters. Exactly, and it's only going to be on the Switch, right? Um, that I don't know. I couldn't find it a Steam page for it, um, but. There it is. What what is this going to come out for? Yeah, I think it's exclusive for the Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Um, I should have put it on the radar then. Oh well, we snuck one in there. You goddamn consoles. <laughs> God, I'm selling my Switch, by the way. If anybody wants to buy it, really? Are you going to get a new one? No, it's because I'm going to put that money towards the the Steam oh, Deck. Oh, the Steam Deck. Yeah. Okay. I think I can get two hundred. I could probably get a little more. But um, yeah, because it has a bunch of games. Right. Uh, Nick, uh, Battlefield Portal. I saw the trailer. I thought it was fucking awesome. Yep. But I don't so know what it is. Portal. Do you know anything about this, Bobby? No. Let me let me know. Uh, just real quick. It looks like it is coming out for Microsoft Windows. All-Star Brawl. Ah, I was right after all. Oh, Take wow. that. Okay. Yeah, Xbox, PlayStation, everything. It, you know, if it's good, that'll be great because we don't really have a good Brawl game on yeah. PC. I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be good. I think Valhalla <laughs> is going to be better or is better. Um, anyways, so back to, um, Battle Portal. Uh, so this is something I think that they're doing to keep Battlefield players, uh, like, like the retention to be longer because every time a new Battlefield comes out, it like, at least 40% of the player base drops off after like the first month. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Battlefield Portal is this um, essentially giving the tools of the playground to the players. Now, they've already said that they're going to be having default play modes that you can 
that will be ready day one, like where you can like they're going to be fun out of whack play modes. Like for one thing that they were talking about was like, oh, let me let me explain what it is. It's a complete sandbox of the Battlefield engine all the way from World War One to 2042. Mm. Um, and the way it works is that all the assets, so all the guns that have been in, in, in Battlefield games uh, will be available in this. <clears throat> all the, uh, like the German soldiers, the American soldiers, all those, all those assets will be in the game as well. They've already teased some Battlefield bad company stuff. Like in the trailer, uh, one of the soldiers drops a grenade with a smiley face. Big uh, Battlefield uh, bad company sign. Uh, there's a bunch of maps from all the Battlefields that are available. Uh, both new and old. Um, and the way it works is that players will be able to make their own game modes and things. And so one that they, they talked about that's like kind of the most interesting is like a, uh, what is it called? Where like teams aren't fair, like in the sense of like there's 20 people on one team and 10 people on the other. Asymmetric teams? Yeah. That's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it would be like 10 2042 soldiers versus... Uh, like 30 World War II soldiers. Yeah. And so like the 2042 soldiers have better armor, obviously, and like they have better guns and they have like drones and stuff, but a Zerg of a bunch of World War II, you know, soldiers is going to be way better. You know, it's going to be just way crazier. Do you know what the payment Um, structure for this is, uh, Nick? No, they didn't say. It says included only with Battlefield 2042. So I think it's something that you just get with it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. If not, it's probably going to be included in like the EA Battle Pass thingy. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they haven't said anything as far as price point goes. It says just included with Battlefield 2042. Interesting. I'm, I'm super excited about this. In the trailer, there's really funny things like so... In, in 2042, there's like a robo dog thing, and it has like a it doesn't look like a dog, but it looks like the Boston Dynamics dog kind of, mm-hmm. and it has like a big old like machine gun on the back of it. But in the trailer, the EOD bot from like current day military like shocks it and kills it, huh. and it's just like st- stupid stuff like that. There's like a like a P21 Mustang. Chasing like an F twenty two Raptor, which would never, happen. which would never happen. <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah, I think the Raptor <laughs> could probably be. kill it with it, its exhaust alone. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's essentially. Yeah, it would just suffocate the engine. Yeah, um, it, it's like, like that's another thing. That's like another proposed game mode that people have been talking about on Reddit, where it'd be like two Raptors versus like thirty, you know, Mustangs, and easy like, pickings, like whatever. I think. Yeah, any World War II plane, but like. It it seems like a lot of fun. They're kind of leaning into their more like their what their players like to do in game. Like after the first two weeks of Battlefield, people are trying to do stuff on YouTube, like blow up jeeps into the air and hit a helicopter and shit like that. And it seems like in this Battlefield, they're kind of leaning into what people do, like where they jump out of a plane when they're losing a dogfight and shoot a rocket at the plane behind them and then jump back in. Like that was in the trailer. So uh, it looks like a lot of fun. So it got it's it's so it's so fun looking that it got me playing Battlefield One again. So, which you're going to talk about a little bit, right? Yeah, would have been a great segue if we timed it better, but unfortunately, <laughs> um, I was going to say, oh yeah, I watched this trailer and I was what I really liked about it is you know a lot of the times these trailers they're pushing for look how realistic this looks and really like this 100 percent is pushing the video gameness 
and the possibilities that uh, you can do, you know, just off the wall craziness. And yeah, exactly. Like you said, timeline mixing and stuff, which, yeah, this is exciting. Cool. Yeah, it, it like like you said, they're not really leaning into the realisticness. I think they've given up that kind of access to games like Tarkov and Arma and stuff like that. So you're like, you yeah. know what? We're gonna make a game where <laughs> people can have fun. It's not too serious, but you know, it's still gonna be uh, you know, a little bit realistic, but we'll see. Let's be the arcadey fun shooter, basically. Exactly. Yeah, and they're fine with that and I'm fine with that. Uh, we need that. We need Battlefield in this world. Um, uh, Bobby, you got two on there. Yeah, so there is a game called Mini Motorways that came out recently. <clears throat> it's on sale right now, only eight ninety nine. Right off the bat, I saw the artwork for it, and it reminded me of Mini Metro, which was a great little puzzle game from many years ago. Um, this looks very similar. You're, it, it's a... Uh, it's a strategy game where you are designing the traffic for a town or controlling the traffic for the town, uh, dis- designing the infrastructure, the roads, bridges, and uh, it-, it looks great. And the reviews are really good as well. Just like a nice, small little puzzle game. Um, Aesthetically, it looks great, man. Yeah, I don't know. It- it's got a very simple kind of uh, art style to it. And it looks a lot like Mini Metro. I almost yeah. wonder if it was from the same company, but I don't think so. I don't recognize this developer, Dinosaur Polo Club. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay. It is. Boom. Mini there Metro. it is. Yeah. And Mini Metro is a great game. Um, I think at one point it was free on mobile, so a lot of people found it on there. But it starts off, it, that game gets very difficult very quickly. You can see the progression graphically. For sure. It looks like the same game, but just prettier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like pastels and just nice shapes. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. I might be checking that out soon. Price point is pretty good. Just came out July 20th. So pretty fresh. Cool. No, had no idea this was coming Did you out. mention the price? Yeah. It's eight ninety nine on sale right now. Cool. Normally, I think it's like 10 bucks. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, Life is Strange True Colors. If I think that i'm counting this right this would be their fourth life is strange there was the original game there was a prequel which i didn't play there's the sequel which i have installed and i haven't played it i'm thinking about how i'm going to play that because i want to get sam involved i think i'm going to have her play it uh when we have free time and i'll watch her i think that's probably what i'm going to do i haven't done that yet with a game and i know these are good games there's you know it's they're both I don't know about the prequel, but Life is Strange and Life is Strange 2 are both overwhelmingly positive. I really enjoyed the first one. I cried. It's one of the few games that made me cry. Um, and yeah, so there's this is the fourth one. It's called True Colors. I, I would say it's part three, but because it, it's a full-on game. Uh, you've, you're a girl who moves into a small town after her brother had died there. So... Um, he had a life and he uh, knew all the locals. She came. I don't, I don't know why she came there. Um, maybe maybe just get some answers. Turns out, obviously, something's afoot. She has the ability to she's an empathic. She can tell what people are feeling, the emotion that they're feeling, not read their minds. So that I think that opens a lot of um, dialogue 
openings and you know there's a lot you can do there uh you don't know if they're lying but you know that they're scared right so it might make you think one thing or another so yeah i I think that's pretty exciting um and yeah so i'll be playing this eventually and it's good that it's good that to know that they're making enough enough money to keep pumping these out because i think they're the only one they're the only triple a or double a studio that's making games like this and we need somebody out there doing, uh, what do you call it? Kind of like um, story focused games. Mm-hmm. What would you call this? Because because we we lost the um, the Telltale games, kind of they're they're gone. So this is pretty much it as far as like choose yeah. your own adventure game. What did they call these games? They had a name for them, not visual novels. Oh my god, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 but. The only way to do it, have really good move. Uh, like the graphics are good, but they're not like, this is not the selling point. The story is just, you know, that's what sells these. And they've been good mm-hmm. in my experiences. Now, are they doing five episodes per game still? Because I only played the first one. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I do have to <laughs> mention this. So I'm like, oh yeah, Life is Strange. Mila, go ahead and play it. Like I have it installed, go ahead and play it. Uh, it'll be fine. And so she's playing on my computer, and she's like, yeah, that was really good, Dad. I was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And I'm over there, watch. And Sam comes down, and she goes, "What is that game appropriate? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's you know, teenagers, whatever. And she's like, uh, she looks it up, Life is Strange 2, uh, rated mature, <laughs> mature plus 17 or something. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I look like a fucking asshole. And yeah confused on the price here they've got a lot of bundles but i don't see how much this game costs uh because i don't think there's a price on this game yet i don't think they've or have they i don't know yeah i don't know because that says like 80 dollars canadian but i don't that can't be right Hmm. yeah can that be right well that's part of a bundle that has life is strange Right now, it looks like you can only pre-purchase it in the bundle. So I think that's why it's so high right now. Mm. This is like a deluxe pack. This is a deluxe upgrade and a skins. I don't know. Oh, it's a deluxe pack. Somebody call Ray. (laughs) Well, the first game, I know they give away the free episode or the first episode for free. Yeah. And then you can pick up the other ones after that. Which is a good way of selling it. But dude, I don't see. There will never be a day that I play these. And wait, and wait for the next episode. Wait for them all to be out and just play them all through. Mm-hmm. All right, last game I wanted to talk about is uh, not too not too far from this. It's called Call of the Sea, and it is a puzzle adventure game from the first-person perspective. And you play a character who is exploring, I believe it is a, a tropical island in the South Pacific. So beautiful scenery. Um the reviews are pretty good. It reminds me a little bit of that. What was that puzzle game by the guy who made Braid? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, that was a little more serious on the puzzle side. Jonathan Blows, a game. I can't remember what, yeah. it, what it was God called. damn it, Bobby. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, but it kind of reminded me of that, but also it's got a little bit more of the Firewatch type of graphics. Now, Firewatch, great game, but it's pretty much, it, there's not very many puzzles in that. No. Uh, it's more of a walking simulator. Um, but the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Christian is uh, trying to <laughs> find out what game that is by messaging Jonathan Blow directly uh, <laughs> instead of just Googling it. Google it, dude. It's killing me. It's killing me over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But I, I like this. It looks a little bit Indiana Jones-ish, but, and it's got puzzles, which I really like. A lot of times these games, they just the puzzles are extremely light. It's just a walking simulator. You just enjoy the scenery and the story, and that's it. But I, I like that they actually put the puzzles in this. And from what I hear, The, the Witness, that was the game we were trying yeah, to think of, The, the Witness. Witness. Uh, Christian, can you click on Out of the Blue Games, the developer of this? I want to see what else they've made. Hmm. Looks like it. Yeah. Uh, the Witness was uh, yeah very similar to this, but it was a puzzle game, but the puzzles were all within the same rule set. Um, they didn't vary too much. Did you play it, Bobby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just kind of like a, almost like a Sudoku thing, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty challenging, but... No, it was hard, yeah. It was a great game. Yep. There, there are definitely some really easy puzzles when you get to these game, kind of games, like, at the end. I think The Witness was the one that was on PS4 as well. And, like, like sometimes in the beginning of the game, like, you have extremely hard puzzles. And then at the end of the game, you have extremely easy puzzles. And it's, like, really not balanced, as weird as that sounds. I want to fi- well, feel like it, I finished The Witness. I know uh-huh. Chad did. I remember going over to, when you guys lived together, I went over to the house and he was just finishing it and we were all watching the ending of it. But there's a, multiple endings, quite yeah. a few endings. So we watched one of them. And to what you were saying, Nick, I, I remember in The Witness, you have access to a lot of different puzzles. You don't do them in a specific order. Uh, you are kind of gated, if I remember correctly, between certain areas. But you can kind of do them in whatever order you want. Uh, what's this called again? The, not the witness, but the other call to see a oh, call of the sea, call of the sea brought to you by the witness. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it for the, on the radar. All right. Let's talk about rogue company. So this was a requested game of the week and I thought we were going to talk about it next week, so I didn't play it, but oh, let's hear what you guys uh, got to say about it. You didn't miss much, dude. Um, yeah, no. So I had let me let me have like I have I think I have the perfect metaphor for this game. You know when you're a kid <laughs> and you uh, you go to like a like a like a restaurant or something, and you you're like, hey, it'd be a good idea if I mixed all of the sodas together. Oh, yeah, suicide. <laughs> I used to do that. At this is what this game time. is. <laughs> Uh, you know what, what I thought it was, was, um, they took a heavy inspiration from Valorant, didn't they? I mean, yes, that's, yes, that's it basically is undoubtable. What it, it's basically what they want to be. Well, it says, okay. So I'm reading the description. It says the ultimate third person tactical action shooter. So what, what are you doing in these matches or these games? I was playing the the main one. Uh, yeah, I was playing the same game. Siege, mode. siege, or whatever. Uh, you yes. have this level. You have this level, but you um, and it's just a capture point, right? But the capture point moves between rounds, so that's the part that's supposed to keep it fresh, I guess, because there's different like entry points and stuff like that. You got to figure that out, and that's pretty much it. So there's a pretty big map. Think of it like a Counter Strike map, but instead of like planting the bomb at A or B. You're just fighting over A. And then the next round, it'll switch to B. That's pretty much it. But I I think it might be random. 
So you're a just trying to hold the point. Of the game mode yeah. is like it's like it's like uh, domination in Call of Duty, but you have limited lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like you have controls tickets. the okay. center point until the timer's down. You win. So. And every you know, it's a little bit of. Um, uh, the longer you hold the point, the more points you're gaining, right? But the the biggest problem with this game is nobody's playing it. Um, I play it against yeah. a bunch of bots and maybe one other person. And, you know, I was ending up with, like, ridiculous scores. Like, you know, you Well, just it's free mowing. to play on Steam. It's free to play on Epic. Yeah. This game's out there. And maybe we can check the Steam charts and see how many people When I checked right the now. Steam charts, it said zero. Because I had just logged off. Because I was the one guy, dude. That doesn't seem right. Uh, yeah, I didn't think so This either. game just came out July 20th. Yeah, and... And, and and they have a front page on Steam. That right there will give you a thousand people at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says eighty three hundred people were playing forty three minutes ago. Yeah, uh, I, I thought it was very strange too. And um, one of the people from our Discord, he's from the EU, Nikano or something like that. Um, I think you played DRG with him, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, he said I got plenty of people. They're like, it's fine. Everything's good. Hmm. And I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. So I deleted the Steam version, and I loaded up the um, Epic version. Same problem. Just playing against bots. Yeah, maybe it's all Europeans playing. I, I don't know. Maybe there's something in the filters when you're looking for a game where you can choose to only play with real people. or Do they have, like, a, a server list? or how do No, because every games? once in a while, there'd be a person in my game. Hmm. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's people out there playing this game, apparently. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, when... Even playing against bots, you can get a sense for the game. Um, it felt a little janky to me. It's from High Res Studios, which I want to support because they made Spite. But it's kind of, from since Smite, I feel like it's been kind of like a slight down, downwards trend. They tried Paladins. It didn't really take off. And then now they're doing this. And then there was that other uh, roguelike, not roguelike, um, Battle Royale game that they had that really took off and yeah. they ruined it by trying something. Yeah. And everyone dropped it in a second. Yeah, Realm Royale. Realm Royale. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. yeah oh, jeez. And yeah, High res we all played a lot of Smite and really enjoyed that game. But the games that they had before that were awful as well. Global Agenda, yeah. I think, was one. They had something where you could get a, a skin in Smite if you played 30 hours of Global Agenda. So I, I did it. Or I not 30 hours. If you reached level 30, which oh. took me about 30 hours in Ooh. Global Agenda. You did that for a skin. It yeah. Was, was that for uh, Amir? No, it was a skin for... Who was the guy who laid down the turrets? Vulcan. Yeah, Vulcan. Yeah. That was my guy, dude. One of my guys. Yeah. Um, but Global Agenda was not a good game. So, they really, Smite is just the only thing that they've had that's been successful, unfortunately. And, and you know what sucks about that, dude, is they're taking that Smite money and just kind of like squandering it on... Thing. I mean, they're trying. They're trying. Um, I just don't see this being anywhere ever getting near Valorant. Uh, but Valorant's, what, $20? Right? Is it, am I right there? Yeah. I, so. and you get, I feel like you're getting so much more of a polish, polished experience. There was things that I liked about this game. I, I felt like the shooting was fun. It was arcadey. Um, it was fun. The mix of the... Uh, you could actually, like... You could, like, <laughs> combat roll towards people and 
like melee them and it would actually work from time to time because you usually don't do that in games like there's no you don't roll towards people but I, i had a katana and i was like slashing people up but most of the time they weren't people some of the times they were but most of the time they weren't and so i had a really hard time getting a game i can't give it a fair review uh but based on what i played against who i played I, yeah i don't see it being actual humans saving this game yeah no i i think there's too many aspects trying to be like too many other games you can tell that the combat is very division like if you've ever played the division um yeah you, you see know, health bars and you see numbers coming yeah. up you see how much damage you're doing and you have a special ability like the the characters left are at the top of the screen so that's very obvious like there's a, there's a bunch of different things that show up and you're like oh that's this game oh that's this game like this, and like you can you can kind of point out like what are the main issues with the game <laughs> not only like not playing with anybody but there's also plenty of like i don't know just shortcomings on like what really happens in the game as far as like okay, we just run that round and two of the opponents just like two of the real opponents just left. And now it's just all bots. And now I can't like the game's not fun anymore because I'd get into lobbies where I'd play and I'd have one person on my team that was real and then two bots. And then on the other team, there would be like one or two people. And then there would be the rest would be bots. And the most I ever had was three people on the other team have be, be non bots. And it's just like, okay, like, it's just not fun, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, it's got to be a bug, dude. If we're seeing these numbers, you know, now. Yeah. Maybe they fix it. I don't know. Oh, great butts. The girls have fantastic rear ends in this. I, I got to say that for sure. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a third person, so you were looking at their butts quite a bit. And so okay. it's good that they're good. Well, they give you a free battle pass. That's nice of them. Especially yeah, on there's a free-to-play plenty game. That you can see in this game that are like, Hey, please play our game. Yeah. <laughs> please. But don't I, leave. Don't I, worry, please. It might have been fun, dude. It might like it got a 75 Metacritic. Like, that's not a terrible game. But you will never know because the one week we gave you shot your game a shot, your game wasn't ready for us. So another, no DLG another, bump for you. Another another thing that got me was the fucking like the tropish characters that you see. Like in Valorant, there's plenty of like unique characters and stuff, but goddamn, like they have the black guy with dreads. That's the medic. I'm like, dude, Outriders or whatever the fuck that that uh, that game is where you play Overwatch. Snow and you like like they already have that. Like what the fuck? Like I'm like, come on. Like there's so many. Like there's the Asian lady with her like, and then there's like like with a low cut shirt and a katana. There's your big white dude that's all armored out. There's a big, like big white dude that loves explosives. I'm like, dude, come on, like just have a little creativity. Fuck. It's got to be hard these days, dude. There's so many. All games have now become a lot of games have become just these character farms because they know that, yeah, and that like, you know that sells things. It's it's sad, but it's true. Yeah. Um, all in all, I can even for free. I can't recommend it in its current state. It did not work for me, or but if you live in the EU, give it a shot, I guess. Uh, Nick had the same issues. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, there, there were it did have a couple shining moments, but not enough. There's better stuff out there. Go play TF2. 
I was looking at the when I was on Steam charts, Bobby. I saw <laughs> that, that should be that should be our rate. It'll be like buy right now, wait for a sale, or go play TF2. That's those are our three rating systems. That's 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 the yeah that's the uh, the options. Mine would be like buy, wait for a sale, go play Total War. Yeah, something. Do anything Warhammer related. Um, but yeah. So it's a big it's a big whiff from us, unfortunately. Yeah, too bad. Thank, hey, I, what I will say, thank you, Cricket, for getting tier three in Patreon. We really appreciate it. And you didn't waste our time by any means. Uh, but if you guys want to make us play any game, we will play any game if you sub to tier three on uh, on Patreon. Um, so you, what you can do is you can sub, and if you're not part of our Discord, just join our Discord and message Sniper or one of us, or just uh, put it in the description when you sign up on Patreon. Um, Mobius, uh, you're next. So let us know what, what you need us to play. Awesome. All right. So a game that I was very excited about released in beta recently this week. It's called War Chief. I'd been talking about this game for a while. It was an RTS, kind of looked a little MOBA-ish as well. It's from a French developer. And I've been I've kept my eye on it for a long time. It's going to be free to play. I signed up for the beta. I think you can still do that right now. Um, it's right on their Steam page. They have a button where you can opt into the beta, and I think you can just get right in. So I had a chance to check that out, and I really liked it, actually. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting things they're doing with this game. Now, right off the bat, when you look at it, it looks like an RTS. But what they've done is created a game that is kind of an RTS and kind of a MOBA. They've they've taken a little bit from each of those genres and and kind of mixed them together. So I apologize, but I'm going to have to explain some mechanics here. So typically in RTS, right, you construct a building, that building spawns certain units, or you construct a building and you can get upgrades or something. In War Chief, you don't have any of that. You have one building, you have your castle. It's got two towers that help with the defense, but really you just have one building and it's always in the same spot. The object of the game is to kill the other person's castle and they try to kill yours. You can spawn your units in the castle if you want. Or you can spawn them right into the battlefield wherever you have line of sight and they spawn at half health. So that right there totally changes the game. You can get into a fight with somebody, engage them, and then you can spawn units during the battle if you have a lot of gold. Not only that, you could spawn melee units into their back line just like that. Mm. So the gameplay has shifted drastically from what we're used to as far as positioning goes with RTSs and MOBAs. Uh, You do have a hero character. This is where the MOBA side comes in. You have a hero character, and he can cast certain abilities. Uh, He has like a mana pool. Um, so it really, this game is very streamlined and that's what I like about it. And yet it still maintains its complexity. It's a, it's a great fit. So like right off the bat, they just give you, okay, you get, here's your hero character. He's got a few abilities and here is your tell, you get one teleport every two minutes and you get a ward every one minute. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to like upgrade to it. Like there you go, dude. Like, let's just cut through the bullshit. We know everybody needs it. One teleport and one ward. There you go. Now, the other interesting thing that they do about this, and this is where it gets very interesting. So in your typical RTS game, you have, uh, you, you take like the undead 
class or you take the humans and they have their own specific units and buildings, right? In this version, everybody has access to the same stuff. What you do outside of the game, you're in your menu, you build a deck, of course, cards. Yeah. It's all about cards, right? Um, you build a deck and you say, okay, I, um, th there's like 30 cards, maybe 35 cards as of right now. Um, and you pick, I believe, eight of them to start with. And so I'll say like, okay, I'm going to take these three spells for my hero character and I'm going to take the monk unit. I'm going to take an archer. I'm going to take this dragon and I'll take a griffin. And that's it. You go into the game and you know, you, you, some of them are tier one, so you uh, can spawn them right away. Uh, but those are the units you have access to. So you can really customize your own hybrid, uh, customizable team. Um, Sounds pretty awesome, dude. It, it's great. And here's what's really cool. So when you get, when you upgrade, um, I, I can't remember what they called it in Age of Empires, when you upgrade to like the next age, like you do the same Your thing. Castle in, upgrades. Yeah, basically. yeah. Like you, you, you go into the Castle Age, yeah. you go into the Stone Age or whatever. Um, but in this game, you, you do that twice. When you do that, it gives you an option. Do you want to switch out one of your cards or do you want to just get a bunch of gold? So what can happen? Say I'm playing in a game here and my enemy, he keeps going air units. I didn't pick bats, which are like the anti-air units in this game. So when I upgrade my castle, I can swap out, you know what, I'm not using these archers. I'm going to get rid of the archers. I'm going to bring in the bats. Now I can start spawning bats. So in Magic the Gathering, uh, that's called a sideboard. But usually you have yes. to finish the first game, and then you can bring in your other cards and take out, you know, specifically for this guy. But this sounds like it's happening, well, at, at a certain stage in the same game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you upgrade, it, yeah. which you can do twice, you upgrade to tier two, upgrade to tier three. Um, so yeah, you have opportunities to uh, counter your opponent. And, and I imagine. Doing. Okay. So how do you get gold? Just time. Time. That's the thing too. You, you don't have to like send orcs out five orcs like on the gold mine. No, you just you automatically have a gold income, and then you go out and you kill. You creep like you would okay. in Warcraft three. Okay. You go out and you kill creeps. Also, um, there's another gold mine and you kill the, the camp on it, the creeps that are on the camp. And then you just click on it, like click 75 gold. It costs. And then boom, it starts building the mine and you start mining. Now the enemy can come over and they can kill, kill your, your, kill your mine and then they can click on it and retake it. But there's so many things where they just shaved off all the needless extra steps that we're so used to doing in other RTS and MOBA games. I have a lot of questions for me. Um, so how how are you making your groups and how big are your groups? I'm seeing like pretty massive, mm -hmm. uh, like 20 th unit. This is the big problem with the game for me right now is you can spawn a lot of units, a whole lot. There's a cap on it for each tier. So I think first tier, you can spawn up to 20 units. Uh, by the end of it, I think you can get up to 70. Of course, some bigger units take up more space. Them? Can you split tier one units into two groups and send them into two different directions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You can do, you can, uh, control one, assign a group one, assign a group two. You can do all that. Okay. Um, the problem that I run into though, is if I have, especially with flying units, I have them attacking an enemy unit and they are physically covering the enemy unit. I cannot click on, I cannot tell them to attack this other unit because that unit is being blocked. Now is this that is a mechanic a, that you think they wanted. I don't this think so. This is just a problem that you have in RTS games and MOBAs. This has always been an issue. Now, 
Warcraft and Heroes of the Storm, they did a really good job. And, I, you know, probably the other MOBAs as well. They did a really good job with um, with handling this. It happened sometimes with Heroes of the Storm, I remember. Sometimes, like, I just couldn't click on the thing I wanted my guys to attack because it was being blocked by something. But that was very rare. It happened quite a bit in this game. So, I don't know. Hopefully... That will get addressed at some point. Plus, it's in the beta stage right now, so there's a lot of things like um, a, lo a lot of stuff hasn't been translated into English yet. Uh, some things are just missing, and there's just like symbols in place of it. Um, you know, it's it's a beta right now. Now, the game is free to play, so, you know, we're all wondering what's the catch, right? They have a season pass that you can get, which I guess works like a lot of other season passes where you level up. Uh, you, the more you play, the more you level up, the more it unlocks. And you get this in-game currency that you can spend on cosmetics. So you can get a, a different kind of hero character. The, the hero character does the exact same because remember, it's all about your deck. It doesn't matter what character you get. It's just a skin. Wow. You, know? um, you can also unlock cards. But here's the thing. You can... This, the cards you choose to start with, you have a limited access to them. You have to unlock them if you want to start with them. When you reach the other tiers, you can trade into any card that exists. Mm. So you really have access to all the cards. But really, if you want to start with certain cards, then you have to unlock those. Now, I played this game for like three or four hours. I've locked, uh, unlocked almost half of them just from grinding some uh, versus AI games. It's, it's pretty easy. It's not prohibitive at all. But it looks like they're going to try to make their money off the off the season pass here. That's really exciting, man. I'm glad. It's, it's it seems really like it has a lot of features that can be used mm -hmm. to capture well, a lot of different people. It's really the interest. the way they design this game is really innovative, but they like it's it's all common sense too. It's just like yeah, why are we still doing all these pointless things like that are just you know because in RTS games it's all about the the actions per minute, yeah, the APM, the well, action well, per minute. Why? Yeah, that, yeah. That's <laughs> where I have to. That's why I have to go against you, man. Like I think economy and RTS games are like pivotal. But then again, I'm the idiot that plays that plays fucking Total War where the economy and the Mm -hmm. RTS standpoint. Or no, it is. It, it, and it is. And I'm not going to say one's better than the other, but we've we've had one for the longest time. Why not something Try else? Try something else. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of what I enjoyed about Heroes of the Storm. It's like they, they got rid of a lot of the bullshit and yeah. really simplified a lot of things. It's like um, all team fights all the time. Yeah, yeah. It was all action all the time. So in a game like this in War Chief, you can really focus on the combat a lot more. Um, and... And a little less on like like build this building here. Okay, yeah. that's buildings in progress. Okay, get this upgrade going over here. I'm on Bobby's fucking side yeah. on this one. Like, uh, and plus I'm really good. I'm really bad. A my APM is three. <laughs> like I I don't do very much. I just sit yeah. there and die. Well, in order to be competitive in a game like StarCraft or, or um, I, maybe not Warcraft, but in StarCraft you have to. Uh, like program macros or yeah. something like I don't understand it. I watch people That's play too much yeah. at the competitive level and it's a little beyond me what they're doing, but I'm sure with some research I could understand, but it gets to a, a, a pretty ridiculous point fairly quickly. Damn. You good on this, Bobby? Um, Oh, you have something else you want to say? Bobby? No, no, I'm oh, okay. pretty much done. It's looking great. Uh, can't wait to don't know when the release date is yet, but check out the beta. You can still get into it. I think it's going for another week. So talking about grinding and season passes and free to play, 
uh, Magic the Gathering Arena. Guys, I'm going to gush. I am in love with a game. And that game is called Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, I, you know, I played this early on and it was okay. You know, it was in beta and um, nothing, it didn't blow me away or anything like that. Um, I played it because I have been let down by Magic online for years. It's just there's never been a way. They've never really got a way to make the game fun and for them to also profit. And it's a weird balance. Uh, Magic Online was their first, one of their first forays to try to do it. And uh, in that game, um, there was like an auction house and the money was still in the game. The people were, were spending real money for real cards to other people. And so really what ruins magic a lot of times is the upsell and, and, and the black market, if you will, it's not black market, it's aftermarket, the aftermarket, uh, because, you know, just prices go crazy and then everybody ends up running about what generally there'll be four or five, like real decks per season, Nick, probably something, something like that. The killer decks in in the past two, three years. It really, ha- there really has been a variance in deck building and deck and deck changing That's and stuff good. like that. I wouldn't but know. I will say, like your time, yeah, it was like really just three or four decks. If yeah. That. Um, but this does everything right, one hundred percent. If you're a new player, first of all, it's great to get in right now because a new set just came out, and that set happens to be based on D and D, like you know D and um, D, which is great. It has you know because I got into D and D this year, excuse me, this last year, and so um, I'm liking it even more because that, and then it is so fun. Um, it's great for new players. I went through the tutorial because you have to. It shows you everything f- like visually, like this. Yep arrow over here this is what hits this and then this hits this and that's why that happens and you're like well obviously i know but for somebody new it's like it's right there there's no way you can miss it and um so they start giving you cards right away and then you start start playing and you're making i'm getting every 24 hours bobby i'm getting a pre-constructed deck that like that comes with rares and uh, what do you call it? Like, um, what's the uh, mythic rares? Yeah. Um, yes. So it comes with a mythic rare, three rares, uh, a bunch of uncommons, like a solid deck. This pre-constructed deck could be any deck, any game. Obviously, a very good top tier deck is going to win nine out of ten times. But this pre-con deck, not bad, and could probably take down any deck hmm. every once in a while. You know what I mean? And they're good. And every 24 hours, you can unlock this by doing a shitty little quest that just requires you to play. Um, What they did here is they realized how valuable people playing is, right? So they just want you there playing game after game. So the rewards for playing are, I think, like, so worth it. First of all, playing is fun. Like super, there's no grindiness because I'm having a blast. And then on top of that, they're giving you gold, which you can actually play drafts with that gold. 
Um, yep. And I'm gaining a lot of gold. I think I'm a better than average player. So uh, I'm win- like today I went like 18 and two. So I'm just getting gold like crazy. They put a cap on it. It's 15 games. You win 15 games and then that's it. You, mm-hmm. They won't pay you anymore. But 15 you, games a day. Yeah. But you're paid to play. You can play after that. You're just not going to get ga- gold and experience. So as it's like a lot of game, um, other games, you're unlocking things as you gain experience, but you can get the game pass and double that. I'm like, my fifth day in this, I have five decks unlocked. Um, and so I started paying. Oh, I play, I paid only to support this company because I, I, I think they made a really great support product. A multi billion dollar company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, they needed my 20 bucks. So I got the, I got the, uh, the season pass for 20 bucks. Um, I really like the set. So I'm going to be around. So how long are sets around generally? Three years? So legal the, the way they've been doing it they've changed it um the way they've been doing it is that there's no more there's no more blocks there's only individual sets like this okay so before it would be a block and a block would have three sets in it yeah and so for example there was a there was a time where it was all about dragons and there was three sets i mean yeah three sets in that block and that block would rotate after two or three years. But now, the way it works is like, if, if I can remember correctly, when a new set comes in, the last set filters out unless there's like a certain amount of cards in that set, and then the last two sets fall out. All right, but, we're getting in the weeds, I, I think, yeah. ab- about... Uh, but all I know is like this new set just came out, so these cards are going to be good for a long time. Years, yes. a couple years at yes. least. And when we say good, we just mean in standard modern play. You can play extended and play all your cards from long time ago. And yeah, and, and they actually have special events where you can play with like really, really old cards. We're talking like 10-year-plus old cards, um, and those are fun. Like the game really – so if you're a, an actual modern player, you play Magic the Gathering online – but if you want to get into like new shit, you play Magic the Gathering Arena. And Arena has so many things to keep you going. Uh, Emilio, um, to, to feed your addiction some more, by the way, there is a full Excel spreadsheet of nothing but codes to get you free cards and free packs. I did that as well, dude. Oh, I, I only did a uh, JP did. He sent me a list of about 10, but I'm hearing that there's more out there. So, yeah, so the, there's there's a bunch that you can do. Um, the only thing you can do is activate them for sets that are no longer standard. But like, you can get like three fee packs of the new Xanathar set. Like, you can get a bunch of other stuff. Like, but you can get wild cards in those old packs too, which is great. Yes, exactly. So and that's, you that's get, the whole thing. So let me talk I about think, wild cards. This is like yeah, a, good. this is a, like a great thing that they did. A lot of these games, these old games, they used to do. You take multiples of game of cards you don't want. You burn them down. You make some sort of fairy dust and you turn those into the cards that you want but now you get these wild cards in the pack that wild card depending on its rarity you can literally turn into whatever card you want there is no burning and building it's just like you get these wild cards and that card whatever the rarity it is, it falls in there you can make that card so building your perfect deck is not hard at all you can probably from my one week of play, I've made enough uh, wild cards to probably make, I, I think, any any deck out there. 
uh, of that, uh, that are like um, for tournament play because I have like a mythic rare one. I have several rare ones. I have a bunch of uncommon ones. These cards can turn into whatever you want. So you can just literally go look up uh, the top deck and just turn all those wild cards into the top deck out there if you wanted to. So And for no extra money. This is just built into the game. Um, and the other thing was that I want to talk about. Oh, as you unlock packs, because in the normal play, I've probably unlocked eight packs, I would say. <laughs> just by playing. And when you open those packs, not only is there a chance for a wild card in those packs, but you're gaining pack experience. And every yep. time you open like eight packs, you get one automatic wild card or or one or every four packs, you get an automatic uncommon wild card. So no matter what, you're getting wild cards. They're coming in. Not like if you never spend any money, <coughs> you you can still make a killer killer deck. Like I, there's nothing wrong with this game. Zero. It's beautiful. Um, UI couldn't be better. Like I don't know where they could improve really, except for maybe I can't tell how many lands I have sometimes. But it works on um mobile pretty well. Uh, yeah, zero ten out of ten in my book. Wow. Yeah. It's honestly great. Um. The one thing that I don't like about it, or slash really, really do like about it, is the way drafts work. So if you get a certain amount of wins in a draft, you get to play a, another draft. So like, there, it's like every other game that's trying to, uh, to what is it called, monetize now. Essentially, every time you play, you get gold, but there's also the premium currency, which is gems. Um. And so there are people that are addicted to drafting and like, and drafting is like an actual, like there's a whole subreddit for drafting where like there are must draft cards and all these other things like that. And it's, it's really just a gambling thing. But um, like, I, like Amelia said, there's really something for everybody in this. And if you like card games and this, well, this is the card magic. game, the original card yeah. game that everything you play is all based on, on magic, the gathering. Um, a draft very quickly is every character. It, there's eight players in a draft. Each character gets three packs. You open, you open a pack, you select one card for a temporary deck, and then you pass it to whatever direction. And then uh, somebody else passes you theirs with one card less. And you do this repeatedly until that deck is that uh, pack is gone. Then you open a new pack. You rotate the other way, counterclockwise. Counter <coughs> and at the end of it, you have 40 cards. You add land to that, and now you have a deck. And then you play the other people. If you win that, um, Nick is telling me, I, I haven't done it yet, Nick. Um, you get a token to get into a new draft, I'm guessing? No, you don't get a token. You get enough gems to pl to buy another draft. And then it, even if you win more after that, you get, like, extra gems so essentially people it, people who think they're really good aka my dumbass will keep drafting to get certain cards and uh and like if i win i essentially just play on the same ten dollars i put in or five dollars i put in but even sense. if you're terrible you get to keep all the, those three packs of cards that you drafted yes but yes the, what i another thing like i'm talking like 
kind of deep magic here, but people would rare draft, right? So you open a pack, you play draft. Oh, hey, drafting. You yeah. just take the best cards for your personal collection. Fuck the game. And that's rare drafting, right? But mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't really behoove you here because you're getting the wild. You have the wild cards. You oh, can no, build you can, whatever you want. You can want. still do that. But the thing is, it also changes now. So in real life play, you only pay against the homies that you're you're drafting with. And usually it's a box of, I mean, it's a play, a group of eight people. And so, like, you know, Tim is probably running a green deck because he's picking all the fucking green cards because yeah. you're noticing all the packs that you're getting have no green cards in it. And, 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 Fucking Leslie has a blue deck, and so you you can kind of work around the people with you. But in this, you draft with eight people, and then you play random people on the internet. So they're, oh, they're still, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so people have some absurd decks because, like, the people they're drafting with don't have any clue what the fuck they're doing. Uh, you know? Yeah, but. Yeah, drafting it's a, it's an art form, really. Um, for you to be able to know what everybody else is doing, it's like playing poker. You know, the same people win every year, or the same top people. It, it's something like that. Like, there's definitely a lot to it. I'm not very good at it, so um, yeah. But ten out of ten, love it. Yeah, it's um, great. JP uh, D- uh, Diddy's getting into it too. Uh, actually, he it was he him who uh, told me to go play it. I'll play with you. And I'll play with Diddy too. So um, he said uh, we should take some packs to DLGCon and do a draft, which totally down. But um, we need people to be able to play. So this is a great play place to learn how to play. Bobby, you gonna try it out? Maybe it's free, know. Bobby. <laughs> it's free. Yeah, I might check it out. See how much I remember. Oh, you don't need to remember. The tutorial is great. Yeah, the tutorial is pretty amazing, actually. Yep. All right, Nick, you've been playing some Battlefield 1? Yeah, you know, after watching the the, uh, Battlefield Portal thing and the other Battlefield thing, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to hop into Battlefield. I don't like playing the World War 1, I mean, the World War 2 one, just because there's a lot of things that people spam. And the World War 1 one is kind of more balanced. Um, One thing that I've noticed... Still, there's a quite quite a few people playing this. Um, second thing is, there are quite a bit of hackers. I would say one in every three games I played, and I only played about ten games. So about three out of those ten games, uh, there was a clear hacker. Like this person would be in the rear seat of the uh, one of the flying, I mean one of the airplanes that has like a gunner in the back, and the the pilot would be flying and like tilting the gun sideways. And the guy would just be mowing people down instantaneously. Like, there was no room for error. Mm. And, like, the guy would have, like, 110 kills and, like, two deaths, maybe. Mm. That's um, unfortunate. It, it's, it's still fun. And uh, the reason why a lot of people like Battlefield 1 is because it's so... It's not wacky, but it's a little bit slower paced than all the other Battlefields. Because everybody has, like, bolt-action rifles or, like, doo-doo fucking SMGs and stuff. I remember really liking the uh, map with the train, the broken down train, or does it break down during? Isn't there these like mega vehicles? The mega units, yeah, yeah. There's like the 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 dreadnought, and then there's like the armored train, and then there's like a bunch of yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it added a mechanic. Anyway, um, I I liked Battlefield One. I'm not sure why I stopped playing it. Maybe because everybody else stopped playing it. It's probably that because everybody, yeah. 
Like I said, like you said, after the first month, forty percent of the players leave. Yeah, it's it's a pretty crazy number, if I remember correctly. Like the amount of people that stop playing any game, really, um, after the first month. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, I got a hot sauce. It's good. You should buy it. Is it new or is it the same seedy shit that you sent me? It's the same seedy shit that I sent you. (laughs) Hey, I will say it's very good on rice. I'm glad that you think it's good on rice. It's good on a bunch of other stuff too. Uh, It's called Insidious. You can go to insidious.com and order it. If you put the uh, promo code DLG, you'll get 10% off your entire entire order. Um, It's, uh, we got two two different varieties we got medium it like if you look at it it looks super hot because it looks like a bunch of chili seeds but um no it's filled with a bunch of other kind of seeds um six different kind of seeds and it's oil-based hot sauce the closest thing i could relate it to is kind of like a at a chinese joint you might get like um that oil-based hot sauce you put on your stuff it's kind of like that but a mexican flavor version of that you haven't had any if you haven't had in tedious you haven't had anything like it before um take a look at the website um christian actually helped us out with that that's why it has these weird colors and uh it looks great (laughs) yeah um it's good it's very good very savory umami think umami with a little bit of heat um and the fire this this is actually i'm not just saying this this is probably one of the best batches if not the best batch we've ever made so i'm pretty uh happy about that so one thing that has to do with this a little bit. So I have been growing ghost pepper plants and I have about probably 20 peppers going to be ready for harvest in the next two weeks. Yeah. And I'm looking to pickle them and then send them to you guys. And what we'll do if every if the viewers want to see this, I will eat a raw one, the whole, the whole thing. And all you guys have to eat is just one ring, and we'll see what happens. I'll eat a whole one. Okay. Uh, because, like I said, I, I've been growing these, and I've been tending these things every fucking day, and it's been super fun. Um, and so uh, I wanted to share it with somebody and kind of make a bit of it. So. Bobby has an extreme adverse reaction to extremely hot stuff, so... <laughs> Uh, I'll try a little bit, clear out the sinuses. <laughs> oh, speaking of sinuses, uh, what happened with your uh, nasal rinse? Oh, I'll be right back. Yeah, didn't really go well. <laughs> well, I did it wrong. Apparently, you're not supposed to lean your head back, so I've got water in my brain now. Did you do a neti pot? Is that what you did? All the way in my brain. Uh, no, it was like one of these ones where you like squirt it up there. Oh, yeah, it's okay. pretty much like a neti pot, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into listener questions, uh, shout out to Epic Tryhard Face subscribing for 22 months on Twitch. Thank you very much. Almost at that two year mark. Nice. All right. And then also we got uh, SM Jeff at 19 months. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And one more quick announcement. Um, we've got movie nights twice a month where the community hangs out and watches a movie on discord. We're looking for volunteers to host those. And also we're trying to get some game nights going too. So if you are interested in that, then uh, you can hit up tag Loro on discord or message any of us really. All right. Yeah. Let's get to some listener questions here. First one's for Emilio. So we'll wait until he gets back. <clears throat> uh, we'll go with this one. 
Tagaloro asks, what indie games that haven't got sequels are you surprised about? I would have expected Octodad to get a sequel by now. Me too, really. Uh, Uh, Where's the Octodad sequel? (laughs) Wasn't that game stuck in development for like 10 years? It was like there was a beta version of it out for like a decade before the actual version came out. Yeah, and the way they did it is that, like, every time there was a new patch, there was a new level. Mm. And it just got weirder and weirder. Um, but to me, like, it, it it stayed in development, like you said, for a very long time. Yeah, it was, a like, um, one guy or a very small team working on that. Yeah. But the finished you, product, uh, when it went on Steam, I didn't play it when it was in that uh, early version of it. But when it came out on Steam, man, I, I loved that game. The theme song, the the levels, the story. Like I just I thought it was all great. Have you ever played Octodad multiplayer where you have somebody come over your house and you try to play on the same keyboard? Um, I think I have played that where if you play multiplayer, someone controls like the right leg Legs and the left and, arm yeah, or something right like that. Body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that can be fun. I, maybe we've all just moved on from from Fumblecore. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. Um, but sequels that indie games that have not gotten their sequels. This is weird. Uh, Zap asked that question, not Tech Laura. That's weird that that that's, says that. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I commented on it. That's why I know. But anyway, um, hmm. Well, there's some games out there that. I would think it would have gotten a sequel, but they've kind of supported it and added DLC like Dead Cells. That came out 2017, I want to say. Incredibly popular. Yeah. No sequel, but they have added DLCs. Plus, I think it came out in early access and they finished developing it at some point or they added a lot to the game. And every other DLC is free, I believe. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's an active... Yeah. It, it's a supported game, so it's hard to say yeah. sequel. I'm a little surprised we haven't seen an Undertale 2. Yeah. Uh, I think they're working on that. I had heard that. Well, I thought they were. But maybe that kid that made it, you know, he got a bunch of cocaine money and blew his life away. Who knows? I um, what I, I say this with an uh, open heart. I wish that they cranked out another Hades as soon as possible. Whether it be like a one point five or a two, they should have rid. They should they should have rode that fucking train as does hard that, as they could because that game's so good. Does that studio do sequels? What studio is that? They made uh, Bastion, Supergiant, Supergiant. Right. Yeah. I don't think they've made a sequel. I don't think they've ever made one. They, uh, I, I, almost every game that they make grows off of the last one that you make. Like you you can it's one of those things almost kind of like uh, Bobby you talked about the other day with directors. You can see past influences in their older movies and how they build up to this, you know, crescendo of a movie or whatever. And that's what I feel like Supergiant like every game gets a little bit better and takes a little little things that they learned from the last one and put it into the new one. So yes, Hades would be fantastic Hades too, but I feel like they're going to learn what they you know, stuff they learned from there and just make another better game later. Pyre was a little weird. It was the only one that was kind of like an offshoot, but they they were trying shit, which is fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, only other game I can think of, maybe Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight 2, where's that at? Because that game came out 2018. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, I mean, I I only say this now because I know that Cyberpunk had the release that it had. 
but I would have taken a Witcher 4 over a Cyberpunk. Uh, geez. If you presented both of to me at the same time, I'd be like, yeah, Cyberpunk. But now knowing that it yeah. is what it is, yeah. I would have taken, taken yeah. Witcher 4. Well, I think the, the reason we don't see a whole lot of sequels in indie games is because it's usually very small teams, sometimes one person working on a game. Yeah. Whereas your Battlefields or Call of Duties or Assassin's Creed, huge studios, and they're by the time they release one, they're already working on the next one. Yeah. You know, they're just cranking Keep them out. making money. All right. Um, let's go back to our first question here. This is from D- JP Diddy directed towards Emilio. Perfect. Emilio, have you considered taking prostate medication to help with your urination frequency and seminal discharge amounts? It's a very strange thing, dude. Um, I've said it before, but it begs uh, to be re- reiterated. I don't piss a lot in normal life. It's just when I'm doing the podcast for some reason. I don't know what it is. It's like, I think maybe it's a mental thing, but I start thinking about the pee and then I can't, and it grows and grows. And now I'm all I'm thinking about dick, 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 dick. And I'm not thinking about game, game, game. Like I should, I'm like, I got to go fucking clean the slate so I can go fucking, so I can start over. Basically. I, I I start to obsess about how much I have to pee. It's super weird. And like, I get antsy and then I got to go. So I, I don't know what to tell you guys. I got to go to the uh, jungles of Nicaragua and do uh, ayahuasca and reset my brain. <laughs> Clean uh, the slate. You... All right. Oh, uh, we have a listener question from the chat. Um, by the way, we stream these. If you listen to this podcast for who knows how long and you didn't know that we're on Twitch as well, we are on Twitch. Not a ton of people show up, but they are hardcore and they uh, they support the show. So that's another way you can uh, watch us. Anyway, Cricket Soldier asked what I'm sipping on today, and it was uh, straight whiskey, and now I'm on a vodka and soda water. Yeah, just because I forgot that I was doing whiskey. So there we go. Hmm. All right, Warconius says, rank these five publishers based on the games they've released in 2020-2021. Activision Blizzard, EA, Take-Two, Ubisoft, and Square Enix. Hmm. So we rate them on the games they've released. Has EA released anything this year? No. Can you compile a list for us, Christian, and then we'll get back to this you? This should have came with an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll come back to this one once maybe he gets something that we can look at. Uh, we so. Well, EA, I don't think EA has released anything. Take two. Uh, that's Squadrons, Border- right? Star Wars Squadrons. Oh, Is right. that in the last two years? Okay. Yeah. yeah maybe that one. Um, and the other Star Wars Fall in Order? It was like 2019, but it was, was close. It? Yeah, okay. it was at the end of 2019. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, take two at Borderlands 3. Uh, XCOM Chimera Squad. Do they have XCOM 2, I think? Yeah, yeah, but that was a long time ago. Okay, well, Chimera Squad, definitely. Sure. Borderlands 3. It's not bad. Uh, Blizzard, Activision, so Call of Duty. Um. I don't know, probably some other stuff. Uh, Square Enix. Okay, so that's like your Final Fantasy games, that near Automata game. Two. Part two came out. Yeah. 
Not, I mean, not huge years for any of them. No, not really. I feel like all we get from these big AAA companies is announcements and and not usually games. I an mean, occasional, if, an occasional sequel. Yeah, and that's about it. New IPs from AAA's are super expensive and thus very mm-hmm. rare. Yeah, I mean, every single one of these developers, I'm not really a huge fan of, but I would say Square Enix at the top, Ubisoft, so Assassin's Creed, what else? I don't know. Um, oh, the, um, yeah, they've made like two in the last two years, I think. They did Valhalla and they, they did that uh, other one, mm-hmm. the one in Greece. Yeah, I don't know how that great that was. They're all equal. They all suck, man. <laughs> Support indie developers. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kurt the Ape says, oh. thinking about re. Oh, wait. We got a subscription from Lowlight, 16 months. Awesome, man. Thanks, homie. Thank, Thank you. you. It's quite a bit of time. All right. Uh, Kurt the Ape says, thinking about revisiting Darkest Dungeon before the sequel comes out. Did you guys have the same experience I had where I felt I had to have the wiki open while playing? It took me out of the game. Have you had this experience with the game? Uh, yes, the funny thing, of, yeah, the funny thing about Binding of Isaac is even, even me with like over a thousand hours because of the new items and stuff, I have a wiki on the second screen almost all the time. I don't always use it. I could go two, three games without using it, but there'll be an item. Yeah, there'll be an item selection like door a or door b i'm like i don't don't know which one's better so i'll look them both up and i'll see okay this is better for my current run or whatever um so that happens a lot and and that's since day one with binding of isaac because i believe there was 200 items in the first binding of isaac and um it's always been part of the game and it sounds like a chore and i suppose it is but why the popularity then like, I, I'm definitely not going to say that I enjoy going and looking things up. But I'm not going to say that I hate it because, look at me, thousand hours of this shit doing fucking yeah. research on a video game. Um, Nick, do you find it, do you find it, it's not enjoyable, right? Or what? what is it? Or it's just part of the game? Well, um, you don't have to play the game like there that. Are, there are certain games where I, like, have to have the wiki open um, Binding of Isaac is not one of them. Oh, uh, fuck off, are, dude. Oh, you haven't played Repentance, that's why. That Yeah, I probably will once Repentance comes out. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck does this do? Like, if there's two items in a room, I'm like, there's yeah. Mom's Knife, and then there's this weird thing. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to look it up. Um, but I, I tend to, in my own personal like video game playing, I will try to avoid looking up something in the wiki uh, unless it's like a puzzle that is taking me an hour and it shouldn't it look in like, maybe I'll, uh, I'll look something up, but I try to stay away from outside influence. Hmm. Uh, Nick, let me, um, so I got a message from flying Hawaii and he said, this was the video. It was a two to three second video. He said, this is what I feel like when I think about Emilio and he shot his shot with his Isaac, Nick, I'm going to tell you what he had and you're going to tell me what I saw. So he had brimstone, okay. uh, he had soy milk, and he had um, the dog's body. I forget the dog's name. Um, oh, oh. Yeah. So what do you think it looked like when he... 
shot. Man, that is a yeah. That is that is bonkers. Yeah. Did he shoot a bunch of little brimstones after it split? No, it immediately split from his eyes, but it was white because it was uh, almond milk. Oh, it was almond milk. Almond um, milk. Okay. Yeah. So it, it looked like cum, basically, is why he was telling me. He's like, this is oh, what happens geez. when I think about Emilio. And it, it was like splooging all over the place, dude. And he's like, these are the three items that I had. It's fucking crazy. But I was I was testing his, uh, Nick's knowledge right now on Biden of Isaac. Yeah. Splooge. Well, you told me the wrong fucking item. You said my soy bad. milk. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. yeah, like one and a half. Uh, you know, I had this specific problem with Darkest Dungeon, the same one that Kurt is experiencing here. When I got later into the game of Darkest Dungeon, I started relying on the wiki a lot more. And I think it was because I had spent so much time building up my characters. I was very, very afraid of losing them and doing something stupid where they would die. Um and yeah, it's not fun when you play a game like that. You feel like you, it's, you're doing more work and it's not very satisfying because you feel like you're kind of cheating the system. Um, but it almost kind of puts you into that position because you're so afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I try to play games without do you, doing that, but it happens. What are you looking up, Bobby? Are you looking up how to beat certain characters? Like, uh, like strengths and weaknesses of characters of your characters or, or the enemies. enemies. Yeah. Oh, of enemies okay. or of, because you run into certain characters in certain areas. So if you go to like the bog or something, then you're going to run into these types of characters and you want to take a certain, uh, uh back. Yeah. but it, there is a lot of, um, a lot of stuff to learn about the game too. And I don't know, I, maybe I didn't do as good of a job of doing that when I first played the game because I, I found a, a combo that worked for me and I really just ran that for a long time. I didn't experiment much, which, you know, you really should do in a Your game Your same like that. crew just dominated the game? Um, I, I had a pretty tight roster. I had a, a really big roster. It was full, but my prime characters, there was maybe uh, like six or eight of them. I had like two teams, basically. Yeah. Team yeah. ATB. Um, all right. Last question from Warconius. He says, is Chad responsible for this? Did he ruin Blizzard? And this is referring to the article that recently came out on Kotaku about Activision Blizzard being sued over their frat boy workplace culture. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys hear about this or read the article? Uh, uh, no. I heard about it. Okay. Perfect. Then classic dlg all right (laughs) let's give our uninformed opinion now i i read the kotaku article um it it, it's everything the the title pretty much says it all so they're they're being sued over um a lot of specifically outlined things that happen at blizzard that they say is creating a hostile work environment uh for uh, women and minorities and of course, Blizzard has, or Activision Blizzard has um, countered all this with their lawyers saying like, no, none of this is actually true and this and that. Um, I don't know. We'll see what, what happens with it. But yeah, man, um, it seems like we get one of these stories every uh, couple times a year now yeah. in the uh, gaming, in the world of gaming. I, I feel like it's happening in all companies but because this is what we pay attention to this Mm -hmm. is what we hear you know well i think because a lot of the things that they mention in the article they mention like the mistreatment of the women and minorities but then they always mention 
while other workers were allowed to hang out and play video games. So, right. <laughs> because I think that I've never worked for a gaming company before, um, but there probably is a really weird gray area between work and play yeah. at one of those places. And I would imagine, like, if you like video games, you're going to sign up for the video game stuff all the time. And, you know, if, if there's like a video game playing session or something to do with playing, you're going to be there. And then those people that are not interested in it, I'm not saying these people, I'm just saying sometimes if you don't sign up for it, if it's not your interest to go and play a tournament, an in intercompany tournament, and then be like, you have to work the whole time that these people were playing this tournament. I, was it your fault because you didn't sign up? Right. I don't, they didn't mention any tournaments or anything. I know, but they do have those things in, inside of Blizzard. I know. I have inside, <laughs> um, inside knowledge. But besides, uh, with that, every time I like read some big like Blizzard stuff, I'm like, hey, Chad, what about that? He's like, no, everything's fine. Like, there's no. Well, it's such a big company because yeah. it's Activision Blizzard, first of all. I mean, it's a huge company. Um, I think it's pretty easy to not notice what's happening in, in certain areas or what, what may be, you know, in the newspapers. Yeah. The modern times, huh? <laughs> I'm going to tell a story. So last night, um, we had a raccoon in the backyard. Not an uncommon occurrence. We have rodents and all kinds of shit. We we live near a, a big valley, so all kinds of shit comes up all the time, coyotes and stuff. And so anyway, Jocko, my dog, is like fighting with the raccoon, and the raccoon's on the fence, and there's a whole like hissing fit, and Jocko's, you know, doing his job. My Our dog, our cats are just becoming outdoor cats, so they're like exploring a little more every day. They go out a little further one of our cats comes back to this chaos, like, right, the fucking, you know, craziness. So the cat is like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go up this tree and goes 30 feet up a pine tree, way, way up there. And uh, the craziness is over. Sam goes outside and she's like, um, cat's 30 feet in the air. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, this is that thing that happens, right? Because I I see it in cartoons and I've seen it in like TV shows and stuff. And I'm like, why don't they just climb the tree? This is a pine tree, and they cut all the lower branches because uh, that's just what the city does. So people don't climb. I don't know why they do it, but you can't climb it for the first fucking twenty feet. There's nothing, and then there's branches. So this cat's up there. And, meow, 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 for twenty four hours, dude, nonstop. I, I had an extension ladder. I don't have any more. Even if I had one, I think they're only 20 feet, not 30 feet. So this thing is way in the fucking sky. And I'm like, we'll figure it out in the morning. It's like one in the morning right now. Like it's, it's not the time to deal with this. He's a cat. If he falls, like I'm pretty sure he'll be okay. So I wake up in the morning, totally forgot about the situation, but meow, meow, poor thing. So I go outside and there's a crowd of people in my backyard around this tree trying to figure out how to get this cat down. They're on their cell phones. They're pointing. They're yelling at my dog because they think that the, my dog chased the cat up. But that's not the case. But you can't really like. So they get the fuck. Get out. Get back. 
And so I go out there and they're like, is this your cat? And I was like, yeah, and this is my dog. I put the dog away. I was like, guys, thank you very much. I'll take care of this. And so I, I had like, just. Get on my fucking lawn. Yeah. And I'd been drinking the whole night before. Like, uh, I'm trying to get my shit together. And the cat jumps and he hits some branches on the way down. And, <laughs> and and he lands and he's fine. He's a hundred percent fine. He's just finally we had to like coax him to jump down. There was I don't know what the option was. Like, what do you do? Uh we looked it up on the internet. It says the fire department will not come get your cat. That is not a thing that they do. Even though they're literally 800 feet from where we were yeah i'm not gonna call them for that so luckily the cat grew enough balls which we cut off to uh to actually come down and, and he's good wow I've, i don't get how like so i have a really weird mind and i think one of the funniest things in the world is a cat with like a cast on because how the fuck did you break your hand yeah, you're a oh, cat. Your legs as a cat. Yeah, and like you're that bad of a cat. Yeah, you're a bad cat. If you got a broken cat leg, you're a bad cat. That's for damn sure. Uh, so, yeah, it always it always makes me laugh when I see it. I'm just like, oh, you're a terrible cat. What are you guys playing next next week? Next week, um, Magic the Gathering Arena, Bobby. I don't know, maybe for free. And <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll check it out. Uh, I have to play Battle Sector, which is that Warhammer 40k um, Blood Angels game. It's downloaded, so. And then our uh, game of the week is on Bobby. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to get back to us. Yeah. So you'll know next week what our game of the week is. And for me, I, guys, I'm like hard addicted to Magic the Gathering right now. I'm having a really good time. Oh, jeez. Um, but besides that, yeah, Life is Strange 2 is really calling out to me. Um, yeah, and so I'll say those two, and, and none of that will happen. Uh, speaking for Bobby, Christian, Nick, and myself, magical titties, guys. Bring. How do you guys feel about changing to YouTube for streaming? I'd be down with it. Did you cut a back deal with YouTube or something? Ha! <laughs>